Hey everyone, and welcome to Trek Talks, the podcast that gives me the opportunity to talk to you about life in those sometimes very dark, difficult, and even dangerous places we often find ourselves in. Very real danger. Danger? Ha! I walk on the wild side. I laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> if that's you with the Simba Syndrome, then listen up, because you're really going to need this one day. Season two of Trade Talks. And I'm really excited about this new season of our podcast because I feel like I finally have figured out okay, what my niche is and the direction that we're going to be going. It's taken several um, episodes for me to finally get to this point. And I really think that this is going to be an encouragement and a blessing to you as we dive into season two and an encouragement to you as we go through it. I just want to serve you and encourage you right where you are. So in season two, and maybe continuing on for a while, we're going to be discussing, as you heard in the introduction, just just trials and hardships and, and suffering and the hitting of walls that we face in our lives. And I'm looking forward to having several interviews with people who have been faced with various walls from injury to loss of loved ones, um, to even going through battles with cancer. And I know some of you listening maybe haven't hit a wall yet, so to say you haven't found that place of hardship yet, and your thoughts are like Simba, danger, (laughs) haha, laugh in the face of danger. Well, I don't want to discourage you, but let me warn you, your time is coming. But I believe in this season, when the season is done, you're going to find some ways and and be encouraged how God has taken others through suffering and how God has used that suffering in their lives. But I really think as we hear stories of others and I just share some of the things that God has taken me through in life, it can be an encouragement and it can be a help to you all. So as we get started, I use the phrase, hit the wall. What do I mean by hitting the wall? Well, if you have done any running or you've heard runners talk about running a marathon, chances are you've heard this illustration of hitting the wall. And I remember on my first marathon, very specifically, all the details that happened as I built up to this moment where it felt like I would hit a wall, a brick wall, and my legs and my body could not move any longer. I was done. And I didn't want to run, even though I was at mile 23, I only had 3.2 miles to go. I didn't want to crawl. I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to do anything for those last 3.2 miles. I wanted to quit. My body had used up all of its energy. My body was eating, you know, whatever fat cells I had left for energy. And for all intents and purposes, my body was saying, done, you've had enough. And there's times in life where we are all, we have all been there. We've said enough. I can't take any more. I don't want to make one more step. I don't want to go through this any longer. 
I don't want to face this trial or this hardship. I can't take any more on my plate. And that's what I would call hitting the wall. That's what I would call in life going through these things that we don't completely understand at the time. I, I had no idea what was happening. My mind wasn't thinking, oh, good, this is where I hit the wall. It was just happening. And, and it was not na- it's not until now that I'm looking back and realizing what exactly I was going through. And man, isn't that the way it is? I mean, we're looking back a year from now, and we're like, oh, yeah, that, that was a wall. Oh, yeah, that was not easy to go through. Man, that, that was a trial. That was a hardship. But, but even now, I look back, and, and I know the mistakes I made, and I know what I could do in marathon training not to allow that to happen again. And sometimes as we go through trials in life, we can look back and we can say the same things. Oh, I know why God took me through that suffering. I know why I faced that dangerous time in my life and that time of discouragement. I can see now what God was doing, but it's not always that way. You know, some people train for a race in the middle of a race, they drop out, their body just quits, and there's no medical explanation why their body's just done. And man, isn't it that way sometimes in life? We, we look back even now and try to figure out why God took our child away or why God didn't allow me to have children. And we have no concept of why. And that's God's plan. We might not know why until we get to heaven. But, but God deals with the whys. We've just got to take what God has given us and try to make the most of it. You say, Trey, what what right do you have to sit here and talk about suffering? Really none. In comparison to what many of you have gone through, uh, I, I really have nothing to say. You should be doing this podcast. But in life, I definitely have faced some trying times. I've t- chased burnout in ministry. I've been burnt in ministry. In 2017, I had a massive heart attack, 100% blockage in my left vent, and just a few um, centimeters down, a 75% blockage in the same left ventricle. I had a massive heart attack with it, and then to turn around just a year and a half later, a year and a few months later, and almost die, go septic with my Crohn's disease, and I didn't know that I even had Crohn's disease at the time to turn around and hit 2020, just to turn around and spend 11 days in the Cleveland Clinic knocking on death's door again in 2021 with a flare-up of my Crohn's disease. Granted, I'm doing great now and things are better, but I've, man, I've just had some rough years and why God has taken me through that, I don't know. Why I'm faced those things, I don't know. I mean, again, I was a marathon runner. I enjoyed exercise. I enjoyed all those activities of life, and man, in 2017, they all just abruptly stopped. So why, God? Why are you taking me through this? Why am I facing this right now? I can't answer it, but I think Job has a great perception of this when you look at his suffering. Job understood what he was going through was testing. And he says in Job 23, you know, he knoweth the way that I take. And when God has tested me, when God has proved me, when this time is done, I know I will come out of it 
as gold. Job understood that he was in the fire, and it took the fire-burning process of these trials that he was going through to purify him in order to help him to come forth as pure gold. And he knew, in verse 14, that God was going to accomplish exactly what he pleased in his life. And maybe God's not even done yet, he says in 14, and it's okay, because that what makes him God. As I look at the suffering and the trials that I or others have gone through, I might look at them and think, man, they are golden. I look at Job. Job is a righteous man. Why did he need the dross burned off? I don't know. Why is God taking missionaries and and taking them through this fire? Why is God taking people who have served him for years through the trials and testings of life? I don't know. But I do know this. When God is done, we will come forth as gold. We will come forth as a more valued treasure, as a more valued instrument for the service of the king. Yes, Trig, this podcast is going to be awesome. I'm going to send it to everybody I know. I know it doesn't sound too encouraging at this time, but just bear with me. And I promise you're going to see some lights at the end of the tunnel as you hear testimonies of people who have faced some very difficult times in their lives. Many of them have seen the light at the end of the tunnel and God decided to pull them back as they faced these dangerous, difficult, discouraging, depressing times. So in this podcast, just let me talk to you a little bit about God taking us through hardships and trials. Okay, what are some things that we need to get our minds wrapped around knowing that, ha, danger is going to come? Number one, don't run from danger. When I teach the armor of God to teens or in in a, uh, a children's church service or whatever, I always make sure I finish with an emphasis on the fact there is no armor for the back. God has not created us to run from danger. Don't run from it. We have watched so many men and women become discouraged and depressed and down in this current day in which we live, and they're running from danger. And they think they've got to do everything in their power to make things happen in order to succeed or to become financially equipped or whatever it is. And they're running from God. They're running from where God has for them. We need to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, and we need to go forward with the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. We can't be running from these circumstances that God has put us in. Maybe you're listening this morning and, man, your, your marriage is, is on the rocks and, and you just want to run. David was there. David, man, he had some trials with Saul, had some hardships. And what's he say? Man, if I could take the wings of a dove and just fly away. You know, today we get in a plane and we just go. We run. David said, if only, if only I could just grow some wings here and fly away. 
But later in Psalm 139, David says, but even if I did that, it wouldn't matter. Because flying away or staying, God is there. I have yet to find this statistic true, but maybe you can find it and let me know. But I read one time that 80% of the people that move from the mainland to Honolulu move back from Hawaii to the United States, the mainland, in the first year because they find out that their problems go with them. You can't run from it. They're going with you because God is making you and molding you into something that he wants you to be. So number one, Okay, when these dangers or discouraging times come, don't run. Number two, rest assured that God will never let this trial go to waste. God will not waste it. He's taking you and putting you where you are now. He's making you and he's breaking you right now, not just to let it go to waste. When when Peter was there with Jesus and And Jesus says, you know, Satan would sift you. He wants you, and he wants to sift you as wheat. And when you have been restored, when you have come back and repented, okay, then I want you to go to work for me. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, Peter, I'm going to allow Satan to sift you as wheat. But once you have repented, once you've come back to Jesus, to me, Once you've come back to that meeting with me, then I want you to lead your brothers, and I want you to get the church started. He had no idea what was being told him, but it's exactly what happened. God did not waste that. God did not allow that suffering and that anguish of his soul, that that submitting to Satan, if you will, to go to waste. It was a very trying time. Okay, in the heart of Peter. And maybe when Jesus lit that fire and was cooking, Peter was going back to the last time he smelled a fire and he was standing around it, keeping himself warm when he denied Christ. But yet this time he said, Lord, I'm going to follow you. So don't run. Rest assured that God is not going to allow your suffering to go to waste. Number three, understand that your calling could be to go through suffering. That same conversation that Jesus was having with Peter on the shore in John chapter 21, what what does Jesus tell Peter? I mean, he's like, Peter, everybody wants to know, man, I wonder what God has for me. I wonder what my calling is. I wonder what God wants me to do. Maybe you don't. When Jesus was here and, you know, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? He says, Peter, here's here's what's going to happen. Uh, I want you to follow me, and, and I want you to go with me, right? But but here's the deal. You, okay, are going to be tied with a belt, and you're going to be led wherever you're going to go. When you grow old, you're going to stretch out your hands, and someone else will tie you and carry you around. Okay, and the Bible says he was telling him this in order to say what kind of death Peter was going to die in order to glorify God. What? Peter, your calling is going to be suffering and you're going to die for me. What about Paul? I mean, honestly, it really doesn't get much better, even with Paul. 
you go to Acts chapter nine and and Paul is saved and and, and Barnabas is going to go and work with Paul. And here's what here's what the Lord says to Barnabas: Go, I have chosen Paul. He's my chosen instrument. And he's going to take the gospel to the Gentiles. He's going to take the gospel to kings. He's going to take the gospel to the Israelites. And I'm going to show him that he's going to have to suffer much for my name. Whoa. So now we've got Peter and Paul, two of the biggest um, names in our New Testament. And God has chosen both of them to suffer. Wow. I know you don't want that as your calling, but maybe you're listening and saying, hey, that makes sense. I think that's my calling. That's where I am in right now. I didn't sign up for it, but I feel like that's what God's called me to. And then number four, take courage in the fact that God must break us to make us. God must break you to make you. God is taking you through this right now to make you into who he wants you to be. He is the potter, you are the clay. Maybe you've become a little hard and God's got to start over again. Maybe he got you into the place where he wanted you as a vessel and it's time to break you and to make you into another vessel. I've said many times, you know, my wife and I have been married 20 years and she has been married to a different man at least five. She's been married to five different men in those 20 years, but they all have the same name, Trake Spicer. Why? Because God's had to break me and make me and break me and make me and break me and make me over and over again to finally get me where he wants me. And I don't know, but maybe the breaking and making is going to have to happen again. But it's all in his sovereign plan. And I've just got to surrender to the potter as he works with me as his clay. Because he has chosen me to be his vessel, and now he's using me in a way that he sees fit. I know this might not have been the greatest pep talk in the world, and I apologize. But I just want you to take heart. We've all been through a lot. You're going to go through some more. But don't run. Don't, don't worry. God's not going to waste this. He might be calling you into something great for his service. And God's got to take you through this breaking process to make you into who he wants you to be. And when I am tried, I shall come forth as gold. Thank you for listening here on Trade Talks. I'm sorry there's been such a gap between season one and two. But again, we're looking forward to some great things coming up on the podcast. If I can help or be an encouragement to you in any way, just shoot me an email. You can find all that information on my website, drakespicer.com. Have a wonderful day.